Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can ask, access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. On that same drop-down, there's an option to subscribe to have both the daily text reading and the lesson for the day sent to your email from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 um, to about 10.50 a.m. Eastern. And today we complete our reading of Chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship, with Section 7, Freedom and the Holy Spirit. We're also mindful of our lesson today, which is the first under the heading of our essay, What is Sin? It's Lesson 251. I am in need of nothing but the truth. And by way of opening this morning, I was so glad to have found this little teaching from Moji in his book, White Fire. White Fire. Spiritual Insights insights and teachings. It goes like this. Don't save anything, including yourself. This is the purpose of these lessons, to flick out, flush out, scrape out the last little bits of nonsense remembered or imagined. Sometimes you think there is only a little thing to remove. But grace is doing an entire taxidermy by removing all that is not you, all that is not true. When this is done, there is no need to replace it with anything because when the quote-unquote you are scooped out, it is capital T truth itself that will be revealed. Truth will not be brought in from somewhere else. It is only being unveiled as the ever-present capital reality. This is the kind of emptiness I'm pointing to. The beautiful thing is that the more you are removed, the more you are revealed. A beautiful paradox. I am in need of nothing but the truth. Amen. Thank you, Lori. That was beautiful. Thanks for that. Yeah, that was great. Thank you, Lori. I liked it, too. For practical forgiveness, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Here's our reading list, my friends. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Karen, Jessica, Micah, and Patricia at the end. And we're joined in listening this morning by Robin Marie. Who else has joined us would like to say good morning or be on the reading list? Good morning. This is Ida. I'm listening. Hi, Ida. Hi. Hi, everybody. It's Jude. I'll be listening. Thank you, Lori. Great opening. Good morning, Jude. Oh, thank you. I was happy to find it, too. Okay. So... Here we go. In Chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship, Section 7. Freedom 
and the Holy Spirit. Do you want freedom of the body or of the mind? For both you cannot have. Which do you value? Which is your goal? For you will see, for one you see as means, the other end. And one must serve the other and lead to its predominance, increasing its importance by diminishing its own. Means serve the end. And as the end is reached, the value of the means decreases, eclipsed entirely when they are recognized as functionless. No one but yearns for freedom and tries to find it. Yet he will seek for it where he believes it is and can be found. He will believe it is possible of mind or body. And he will make the other serve his choice as means to find it. Good Okay. Chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship. Section 7, Freedom and the Holy Spirit. You want freedom of the body or of the mind? For both you cannot have. Which do you value? Which is your goal? For one you see as means, the other end. And one must serve the other and lead to its predominance, increasing its importance by diminishing its own. Means serve the end, and as the end is reached, the value of the means decreases, eclipsed entirely when they are recognized as functional. No one but yearns for freedom and tries to find it. Yet he will seek for it where he believes it is and can be found. He will believe it possible of mind or body, and he will make the other serve his choice as means to find it. Where freedom of the body has been chosen, the mind is used as means whose value lies in its ability to contrive ways to achieve the body's freedom. Yet freedom of the body has no meaning, and so the mind is dedicated to serve illusion. This is a situation so contradictory and so impossible that anyone who chooses this has no idea of what is valuable. Yet even in this confusion, so profound it cannot be described, The Holy Spirit waits in gentle patience, as certain of the outcome, as he is sure of his Creator's love. He knows this mad decision was made by one as dear to his Creator as love is to itself. Thank you, LeMoyne. And Fran. 52. Where freedom of the body has been chosen, the mind is used as means whose value lies in its ability to contrive ways to achieve the body's freedom. Yet freedom of the body has no meaning, and so the mind is dedicated to serve illusions. This is a situation so contradictory and so impossible that anyone who chooses this has no idea of what is valuable. 
Yet even in this confusion, so profound it cannot be described, the Holy Spirit waits in gentle patience, as certain of the outcome as he is sure of his Creator's love. He knows this mad decision was made by one as dear to his Creator as love is to itself. 53. Be not disturbed at all to think how he can change the role of means and end so easily in what God loves and would have free forever. But be you rather grateful that you can be the means to serve his end. This is the only service which leads to freedom. To serve this end, the body must be perceived as sinless because the goal is sinlessness. The lack of contradiction makes the soft transition from means to end as easy as is the shift from hate to gratitude before forgiving eyes. You will be sanctified by one another, using your bodies only to serve the sinless, and it will be impossible for you to hate what serves what you would heal. Thank you, Fran. And Karen. 53. Be not disturbed at all. to think how he can change the role of means and end so easily in what God loves and would have free forever. But be you rather grateful that you can be the means to serve his end. This is the only service which leads to freedom. To serve this end, the body must be perceived as sinless because the goal is sinlessness. The lack of contradiction makes the soft transition from means to end as easy as is the shift from hate to gratitude before forgiving eyes. You will be sanctified by one another, using your bodies only to serve the sinless, and it will be impossible for you to hate what serves what you would heal. 54. The holy relationship, lovely in its innocence, mighty in its strength, and blazing with a light far brighter than the sun to light the sky you see, is chosen of your Father as a means for his own plan. Be thankful that it serves yours not at all. Nothing entrusted to it can be misused, and nothing given it but will be used. This holy relationship has the power to heal all pain, regardless of its form. Neither of you alone can serve at all. Only in your joint will does healing lie. For here, your willing, excuse me, for here, your healing is, and here will you accept atonement. And in your healing is the sonship healed, because your wills are joined. Thank you, Karen. And Jessica. 54. <clears throat> this holy relationship, lovely in its innocence, mighty in strength, and blazing with a light far brighter than the sun, which lights the sky, you see, (laughs) is chosen of your Father 
as a means for his own plan. Be thankful that it serves yours not at all. Nothing entrusted to it can be misused, and nothing given it will be used. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Nothing entrusted to it can be used, and nothing given it but will be used. This holy relationship has the power to heal all pain, regardless of its form. Neither of you alone can serve at all. Only in your joint will does healing lie. For here your healing is, and here will you accept atonement. And in your healing is the sonship healed, because your wills are joined. 55. Before a holy relationship, there is no sin. The form of error is no longer seen, and reason, joined with love, looks quietly on all confusion, observing merely, this was a mistake. And then the same atonement you accepted in your relationship corrects the error and lays a part of heaven in its place. How blessed are you who let this gift be given. Each part of heaven that you bring is given you. And every empty place in heaven that you fill again with the eternal light you bring shines now on you. The means of sinlessness can know no fear because they carry only love with them. Thank you, Jessica. And Micah. Okay. Um, 55. Before a holy relationship, there is no sin. The form of error is no longer seen, and reason, joined with love, looks quietly on all confusion, observing merely this was a mistake. And then the same atonement you accepted in your relationship corrects the error and lays a part of heaven in its place. How blessed are you who let this gift be given. Each part of heaven that you bring is given you. And every empty place in heaven that you feel again with the eternal light you bring shines now on you. The means of sinlessness can know no fear because they carry only love with them. 56. Children of peace, the light has come to you. The light you bring you do not recognize, and yet you will remember. Who can deny himself the vision that he brings to others? And who would fail to recognize a gift he let be laid in heaven through himself? The gentle service that you give the Holy Spirit is service to yourself. You who are now his means 
must love all that he loves. And what you bring is your remembrance of everything that is eternal. No trace of anything in time can long remain in minds that serve the timeless. And no illusion can disturb the peace of a relationship that has become the means of peace. Thank you, Micah. Oh, and Patricia, are you able to read now? Yes, thank you. Thank you. 56. 56. Children of peace. The light has, has come to you. The light you bring, you do not recognize. And yet, you will remember. You can deny himself the vision that who, (laughs) oh, who can deny? Who can deny himself the vision that he brings to others? And who would fail to recognize a gift he let be laid in heaven through himself? The gentle service that you give the Holy Spirit is service to yourself. You who are now his means must love all that he loves. And what you bring in your remembrance of everything that is eternal. No trace of anything in time can long remain in minds that serve the timeless and no illusion can disturb the peace of a relationship which has become the means of peace. 57. When you have looked upon each other with complete forgiveness from which no error is excluded and nothing kept hidden. What mistake can there be anywhere you cannot overlook? What form of suffering could block your sight, preventing you from seeing past it? And when illusion could there be And what, what illusion, what illusion could there be you will not recognize as a mistake? A shadow through which you walk completely undismayed. God would let nothing interfere with those whose wills are his, and they will recognize their wills are his, because they serve his will. 
and serve it willingly. And could remembrance of what they are be long delayed? Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. And is there a new reader for 57 and 58? Ava. Thanks, Ida. You're welcome. <clears throat> 57. When you have looked upon each other with complete forgiveness, from which no error is excluded and nothing kept hidden, what mistake can there be anywhere you cannot overlook? What form of suffering could block your sight, preventing you from seeing past it? And what illusion could there be you will not recognize as a mistake, a shadow through which you walk completely undismayed? God would let nothing interfere with those whose wills are his, and they will recognize their wills are his because they serve his will and serve it willingly. And could, you re and could remembrance of what they are be long delayed? Excuse me. Fifty-eight. You will see your value through each other's eyes, and each one is released as he beholds his Savior in place of the attacker who he thought was there. Through this releasing is the world release. released. Through this releasing is the world released. This is your part in bringing peace, for you have asked what is your function here and have been answered. Seek not to change it, nor to substitute another goal. This one was given you, and only this. Accept this one and serve it willingly. Accept this one and serve it willingly, for what the Holy Spirit does with the gifts you give each other to whom he offers them and where and when is up to him. He will bestow them where they are received and welcomed. He will use every one of them for peace. Nor will one little smile or willingness to overlook the tiniest mistake be lost to anyone. Thanks. Thank you, Ida. And is there another new reader for 5859? Good morning, Lori. Okay, I can do you. Oh, okay. Thanks, Judy. Is there someone else? No? No, okay. just you. Here we go. You will see your value through your brother's eyes or through each other's eyes. And each one is released as he beholds his Savior in place of the attacker, who he thought was there. Through this releasing is the world released. This is your part in bringing peace. For you have asked, what is your function here? And have been answered. Seek not to change it, nor to substitute another goal. This one was given you, and only this. 
accept this one and serve it willingly. For what the Holy Spirit does with gifts you give your brother, to whom he offers them and where and when is up to him. He will bestow them where they are received and welcomed. He will use every one of them for peace, nor will one little smile or willingness to overlook the tiniest mistake be lost to anyone. What can it be but a universal blessing to look on what your Father loves with charity? Extension of forgiveness is the Holy Spirit's function. Leave this to Him. Let your concern be only that you give it to Him, that which can that you give to him that which can be accepted. Save no dark secrets that he cannot use, but offer him the tiny gifts he can extend forever. He will take each one and make of it a potent force for peace. He will withhold no blessing from it, nor limit it in any way. He will join it to all the power that God has given him to make each little gift of love a source of healing for everyone. Wow. Each little gift you offer to each other lights up the world. Be not concerned with darkness. Look away from it and toward your brother or to each other and let the darkness be dispelled by him. Him who knows the light and and lays it excuse me, and lays it gently in each quiet smile of faith and confidence with which you bless your brother. Ooh-wee. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. And is there another new reader for 59 and 60? Um, good morning, Laurie. If you're willing to wait just a moment, I could do it. It's Mindy. Sure, Mindy. Thanks. Thank you. Scroll there. Oh, shoot. Um, it looks like it's going to be small print. Let's just see if I can get it. And another 30 seconds, and I'll know. 59 and 60. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, here we are. What can it be but universal blessing? Oh, boy, hang on. What can it be? You know what? I cannot get this on my screen um, in its entirety without it being too small to read, so I have to pass. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Mindy. Glad you're here. Let's see. I don't think we have any new readers. Uh, so back to you, Lemoyne, 59 and 60. Okay. What can it be but universal blessing to look on what your father loves with charity? Extension of forgiveness is the Holy Spirit's function. Leave this to him. Let your concern be only that you give to him 
that which can be extended. Save no dark secrets that he cannot use, but offer him the tiny gift he can extend forever. He will take each one and make of it a potent force for peace. He will withhold no blessing from it, nor limit it in any way. He will join to it all the power that God has given him to make each little gift of love a source of healing for everyone. Each little gift you offer to the other lights up the world. Be not concerned with darkness. Look away from it and toward each other. And let the darkness be dispelled by him who knows the light and lays it gently in each quiet smile of faith and confidence with which you bless each other. On your learning depends the welfare of the world, and it is only arrogance that would deny the power of your will. Think you the will of God is powerless? Is this humility? You do not see what this belief has done. You see yourself as vulnerable, frail, and easily destroyed, and at the mercy of countless attackers more powerful than you. Let us look straight at how this error came about, for here lies buried the heavy anchor that seems to keep the fear of God in place, unmovable and solid as a rock. While this remains, so will it seem to be. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran. 60. When your learning depends the welfare of the world, and it is only arrogance that would deny the power of your will, think you the will of God is powerless? Is this humility? You do not see what this belief has done. You see yourself as vulnerable, frail, and easily destroyed, and at the mercy of countless attackers more powerful than you. Let us look straight at how this error came about. For here lies buried the heavy anchor that seems to keep the fear of God in place, unmovable and solid as a rock. While this remains, so will it seem to be. 61. Who can attack the Son of God and not attack his Father? How can God's Son be weak and frail and easily destroyed unless his Father is? You do not see that every sin and every condemnation which you perceive and justify is an attack upon your father. And that is why it has not happened nor could be real. You do not see that this is your attempt because you think the father and the son are separate. And you must think that they are separate because of fear. For it seems safer to attack another or yourself than to attack the great creator of the universe whose power you know. Thank you, Fran. And Karen. Who can attack the Son of God and not attack his Father? How can God's Son be weak and frail and easily destroyed unless his Father is? You do not see that every sin and every condemnation which you perceive and justify 
is an attack upon your father. And that is why it has not happened, nor could be real. You do not see that this is your attempt, because you think the father and the son are separate. And you must think that they are separate because of fear, for it seems safer to attack another or yourself than to attack the great creator of the universe, whose power you know. 62. If you were one with God and recognized this oneness, you would know his power is yours. But you will not remember this while you believe attack of any kind means anything. It is unjustified, unjustified in any form because it has no meaning. The only way it could be justified is if each one of you were separate from the other and all were separate from your creator. For only then would it be possible to attack a part of the creation without the whole, the son without the father, and to attack another without yourself or hurt yourself without the other feeling pain. And this belief you want. Yet wherein lies its value except in the desire to attack in safety. Attack is neither safe nor dangerous. It is impossible. And this is so because the universe is one. You could not choose attack on its reality if it were not essential to attack to see it separated from its creator. And thus it seems as if love could attack and become fearful. Thank you, Karen and Jessica. Thanks, Lori. 62. If you were one with God and recognized this oneness, you would know his power is yours. But you will not remember this while you believe attack of any kind means anything. It is unjustified in any form because it has no meaning. The only way it could be justified is if each one of you were separate from the other and all were separate from your creator. For only then would it be possible to attack a part of the creation without the whole, the son without the father, and to attack another without yourself or hurt yourself without the other feeling pain. And this belief you want. Yet wherein lies its value except in the desire to attack in safety? Attack is neither safe nor dangerous. It is impossible. And this is so because the universe is one. You would not choose attack on its reality if it were not essential to attack to see it separate from the creator. And thus it seems as if love could attack and become fearful. Only the different can attack. So you conclude because you can attack, you must be different. 
Yet does the Holy Spirit explain this differently? Because you are not different, you cannot attack. Either position is a logical conclusion if only the different can attack. Either could be maintained, but never both. The only question to be answered to decide which must be true is whether you are different. From the position of what you understand, you seem to be and therefore can attack. Of the alternatives, this seems more natural and more in line with your experience. And therefore, it is necessary that you have other experiences more in line with truth to teach you what is natural and true. Thank you, Jessica. And Micah. Okay, 63. Only the different can attack. So you conclude because you can attack, you must be different. Yet does the Holy Spirit explain this differently? Because you are not different, you cannot attack. Either position is a logical conclusion if only the different can attack. Either could be maintained, but never both. The only question to be answered to decide which must be true is whether you are different. From the position of what you understand, you seem to be and therefore can attack. Of the alternatives, this seems more natural and more in line with your experience. And therefore, it is necessary that you have other experiences more in line with truth to teach you what is natural and true. 64. This is the function of your holy relationship. For what one thinks, the other will experience with him. What can this mean except your minds are one? Look not with fear upon this happy fact, and think not that it lays a heavy burden on you. For when you have accepted it with gladness, you will realize that your relationship is a reflection of the union of the Creator with His Son. From loving minds, there is no separation. And every thought in one brings gladness to the other because they are the same. Joy is unlimited because each shining thought of love extends its being and creates more of itself. There is no difference anywhere in it, for every thought is like itself. Thank you, Micah. And Patricia. 64. This is the function of your holy relationship. For what one thinks, the other will experience with him. What can this mean? Except your minds are one 
Look not with fear upon this happy fact and think not that it lays a heavy burden on you for when you have accepted it with gladness, you will realize that your relationship is a reflection of the union of the Creator and His Son. From loving minds, there is no separation. And every thought in one brings gladness to the other because they are the same. Joy is unlimited because each shining thought of love extends its being and creates more of itself. There is no difference anywhere in it for every thought is like itself. The light of 65, the light that joins you shines throughout the universe. And because it joins you, so it makes you one with your Creator. And in Him is all creation joined. Would you regret you cannot fear alone when your relationship can also teach the power of love is there, which makes all fear impossible. Do not attempt to keep a little of the ego with this gift. For it has given you to be used and not obscured. What teaches you, you cannot separate. Denies the ego. Let truth decide if you be different or the same and teach you which is true. Thank you, Patricia. And Judy. Thank you, Lori. The light that joins you and your brother shines throughout the universe. And because it joins you and him, so it makes you and him one with your creator. And in him is all creation joined. Would you regret that you cannot fear alone when your relationship can also teach the power of love is there, which makes all fear impossible? Do not attempt to keep a little of the ego with this gift, for it was given you to be used and not obscured. 
What teaches you that you cannot separate denies the ego? Let truth decide. If you and your brother be different or the same, and teach you which one is true. Amen. Indeed. Thank you, Judy. And thank you, everyone, who read this morning. Um, I'll summarize some of the things that stood out for me and hopefully for you, too, from this last section, Freedom in the Holy Spirit. In 51, do you want freedom of the body or of the mind? For one you see as means, the other end. And one must serve the other and lead to its predominance, increasing its importance by diminishing its own. In 52, freedom of the body has no meaning, and so the mind is dedicated to serve illusions. What has no idea, it has no idea of what is valuable. Yet even in this confusion, so profound it cannot be described the Holy Spirit waits in gentle patience as certain of the outcome as he is sure of his creator's love in 53 be not disturbed at all to think how he can change the role of means and ends so easily in what God loves and would have free forever but be rather grateful that you can be the means to serve his end this is the only service which leads to freedom. And you will be sanctified by one another, using your bodies only to serve the sinless, and it will be impossible for you to hate what serves what you would heal. In 54, this holy relationship is chosen of your Father as a means for his own plan. Be thankful that it serves not yours at all, Nothing entrusted to it can be misused, and nothing given, nothing given it but will be used. This holy relationship has the power to heal all pain, regardless of its form. Neither of you alone can serve at all. Only in your joint will does healing lie. For here your healing is, and here will you accept atonement. And in your healing is the sonship healed because your wills are joined. In 55, before a holy relationship, there is no sin. The form of error is no longer seen, and reason, joined with love, looks quietly on all confusion, observing merely, this was a mistake. <laughs> and then the same atonement you accepted in your relationship corrects the error and lays a part of heaven in its place. In 56, the gentle service that you give the Holy Spirit is service to yourself. You who are now his means must love all that he loves. In 57, when you have looked upon each other with complete forgiveness, from which no error is excluded and nothing kept hidden, what mistake can there be anywhere? that you cannot overlook. God would let nothing interfere with those whose wills are his, and they will recognize their wills are his because they serve his will and serve it willingly. And could remembrance of what they are be long delayed? In 58, 
you will see your value through each other's eyes and each one is released as he beholds his savior in place of the attacker who he thought was there through this releasing is the world released this is your part in bringing peace this one was given you and only this 59 what can it be but universal blessing to look on what your father loves with charity each little gift you offer to the other lights up the world be not concerned with darkness look away from it and toward each other and let the darkness be dispelled by him who knows the light and lays it gently in each quiet smile of faith and confidence with which you bless each other in 60 on your learning depends the welfare of the world in 61 you do not see that every sin and every condemnation which you perceive and justify is an attack upon your father and that is why it has not happened and could nor could be real in 62 if you were one with God and recognize this oneness you would know his power is yours but you will not remember this while you believe attack of any kind means anything attack is neither safe nor dangerous it is impossible and this is so because the universe is one in 63 because you are not different you cannot attack and the only question to be answered to decide which must be true is whether you are different from the position of what you understand you seem to be different and therefore can attack of the alternatives this seems more natural and more in line with your experience and therefore it is necessary that you have other experiences more in line with truth to teach you what is natural and true 64 this is the function of your holy relationship you will realize that your relationship is a reflection of the union of the Creator and his son and from loving minds there is no separation and every thought of in one brings gladness to the other because they are the same joy is unlimited because each shining thought of love extends its being and creates more of itself finally the light that joins you shines throughout the universe and because <clears throat> whoops two pages turned and because it joins you it makes you one with your creator and in him is all creation joined your relationship can also teach you the power of love is there which makes all fear impossible do not attempt to keep a little of the ego with this gift for it was given you to be used and not obscured what teaches you you cannot be separate denies the ego let truth decide if you be different or the same and teach you which is true amen and whoopsie we read right past the top of the hour so this is a perfect place to have a good look at illusion and truth for which we thank Fran again for leading us this morning in lesson 251 thank you that was great thank you hi everybody we are in the second part of the workbook
and the new theme is what is sin uh today's lesson is lesson 251 i am in need of nothing but the truth and that's the truth <laughs> i'm going to read from what is sin Oof. sin is insanity it is the means by which the mind is driven mad and seeks to let illusions take the place of truth and being mad it sees illusions where the truth should be and where it really is sin gave the body eyes for what is there the sinless would behold what need have they of sights or sounds or touch what would they hear or reach to grasp what would they sense at all to sense is not to know and truth can be but filled with knowledge and with nothing else the body is the instrument the mind made in its striving to deceive itself its purpose is to strive yet can the goal of striving change and now the body serves a different aim for striving truth can be its aim as well as lies the senses then will seek instead for witnesses to what is true sin quote proves unquote God's son is evil timelessness must have an end eternal life must die and God himself has lost the son he loves a madman's dreams are frightening and sin appears indeed to terrify and yet what sin perceives is but a childish game but all the whole while his father shines on him and loves him with an everlasting love which his pretenses cannot change at all how long O son of God will you maintain the game of sin shall we not put away these sharp-edged children's tools toys how soon will you be ready to come home perhaps today there is no sin creation is unchanged would you still hold return to heaven back and how long oh holy son of God how long we'll go to the lesson lesson 251 I am in need of nothing but the truth I sought for many things and found despair now do I seek but one for in that one is all I need and only what I need all that I sought before I needed not and did not even want my only need I did not recognize but now I see that I need only truth in that all needs are satisfied all cravings and all hopes are finally fulfilled and dreams are gone now have I everything that I could need now have I everything that I could want and now at last I find myself at peace and for that peace our father we give thanks what we deny ourselves you have restored and only that is what we really want we'll take a moment and reflect on this lesson 251 I am in need of nothing but the truth
And for that peace, our Father, we give thanks. What we deny ourselves, you have restored. And only that is what we really want. Lesson 251, I am in need of nothing but the truth. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Fran. Thank you, Great survey. Thank you, Fran. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Fran. Hello, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And um, <clears throat> one thing I, I always uh, really love about these chapters is as he walks us through every chapter, this one being salvation and the holy relationship, he has such a gorgeous way of bringing together so many threads that were it music, it would be the crescendo. And this is like that for all of its um, for all of its turns. Uh, this section is like that too for me, especially that last paragraph. But every paragraph in the middle is equally important. And um, <laughs> a couple of days ago, I I read this section. And before I tell you what I'm going to tell you, I want to read paragraph 63 again. or what I share, what I want to share, I guess. In 63, it says, only the different can attack. So you conclude, because you can attack, you must be different. Yet does the Holy Spirit explain this differently? Because you are not different, you cannot attack. Either position is a logical conclusion, if only the different can attack. Either could be maintained, but never both. There's that. Beautiful protection again, that protection that um, is built into God's plan for salvation. When I make a choice, sin or holiness, everything in the universe bends to my will, protecting me um, from what the other seems to offer. In the same way, this lesson, I am in need of nothing but the truth protects me from everything that illusion seems to offer. I can never have both in my awareness at the same time. So anyway, goes on. The only question to be answered is to decide. The only question to be answered to decide, which must be true, is whether you are different. From the position of what you understand, you seem to be and therefore can attack. Of the alternatives, this seems more natural, of course it is, to the ego and more in line with your experience. And therefore, here's the good part, 
it is necessary that you have other experiences more in line with truth to teach you what is natural and true. So back to how I began, I read this a couple days ago and I, I said to Holy Spirit, I really need some light. I really need some light to shine on this section if I'm going to be able to talk about it. <laughs> and just like when I realize what I want, uh, Holy Spirit's always listening, you know. When I realize what I want and I place that in my heart, I will have experiences that match what I want. And of course, I wanted light. So anyway, back to my story. <laughs> we were um, we were driving somewhere yesterday. Uh, in one of those not very often days where we don't have dogs and we can just do what I do what we want to do, you know. So anyway, we're on our way to get a haircut, and um, and we made a stop, and uh, I didn't have my mask. You know, we were dropping the dogs off, and I forgot to take a mask in there with me because um, I see myself as vulnerable while the mask seemed necessary to me. So I pulled my shirt up over my face. And Kathy looked at me and she said, oh, just go outside. None of these details are important, but um, I wanna, I'm sharing them because I want uh, to tell you what happened to my mind. Just go outside. Sounded to me, here's the illusion part, sounded to me like something from way out of my past where I might have done something to embarrass a parent. And they said, oh, just go stand outside. So there I was in the grip of illusion, feeling, oops, feeling really just kind of awful. We got in the car and we're on our way to get the haircut. And I had, you know, how it is when your peace is interrupted. I'm feeling really bad and I'm entertaining thoughts that, as I said, were out of my past. And here's where, um, where I'm grateful to Holy Spirit. I asked for a different experience to tell me what the truth is. And so this experience of not truth, Holy Spirit always teaches by contrast, this experience of not truth came to my mind or brought this old illusion to my mind. Recognizing that I would have peace rather than anything. Remember that, how we read that before? What would you rather have? Do I want a world that rules me or... Do I, want a, do I want a world where I have no enemy and I am not helpless? If you recognize what you want, the means will be given to you. And that's what this whole section says. If I recognize we are the same and this experience could not have been an attack, then I know that I drew upon a past illusion to tell me what this meant. And I knew instantly that I had done that because I lost my peace. That's why he says, um, <laughs> only what you have not given can be lacking in any situation. Remember that one? And when you, when you desire only the truth, that's what will be given you. Anyway, we still hadn't reached our destination. I placed my hand upon my heart and recognized that all I really want is truth, knowing that this could not have been an attack, rather it was an illusion <clears throat> that I drew out of my own past. I recognize that forgiveness is as easy as that. Withdraw the illusion. 
this can't mean what I thought it meant. I would sooner have the truth. And in that space, in that moment, just that quickly, truth returned. And where I would have been, um, I, would have, I went to bed thinking about it last night, and I thought where I would have been tempted or uh, in a situation where I'm crying myself to sleep about having felt rejected in years gone by, um, I felt all the more love and tenderness toward this one who, together with me, brought me this experience so that together we could remember the truth and be restored to peace. And then I remembered that beautiful holy instant prayer this holy instant, I desire that I might share it with my brother whom I love. It is not possible that I have it without him or he without me. Remember that one? I don't want to cry about it. But anyway, I choose this instant to offer to the Holy Spirit. And that's what he's saying. Mind can only serve. And mind can only serve freedom. And when I give my mind to the Holy Spirit with the prayer, I would rather have the truth and nothing but the truth. What happens is Holy Spirit gives his blessing to this moment that both of us might be healed and hold us together in peace. So with that prayer of gratitude, I fell easily into sleep, and this morning it seemed like that was the light I wanted to share. So I'm complete. Thank you, everybody. Wow, Lori, that was great. Thank you so much. Thanks that for was sharing that. It was Lori. great. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. That was a beautiful. That is a beautiful experience that you have. Yeah, you had a gift. Thank you, Lori. I just love the practical application. Just super. <laughs> it didn't seem so at the time, but you know, that's why that's why we are so indebted to each other. Because uh, without the light of relationship, you know, um, I can't realize what I am or or what my brother is. So that seems to be the essence of freedom in the Holy Spirit to me. So thank you. Well, there's a lot in this section. There's there's a tremendous amount of good info. Um, I noticed that in a previous year, I don't remember when, I marked a whole paragraph, uh, 62, so I guess I thought it was important, so I'm going to read a little bit of that. If you were one with God and recognized this one oneness, you would know his power is yours. But you will not remember this while you believe attack of any kind means anything. It is unjustified in any form because it has no meaning. 
The only way it could be justified is if each one of you were separate from the other and all were separate from your creator. For only then would it be possible to attack a part of the creation without the whole, the son without the father, and to attack another without yourself or hurt yourself without the other feeling pain. So even the rest of the paragraph and certainly the whole section is constantly hinting or more than hinting at this oneness that we have. And, of course, um, we share this oneness two by two, at least when we have that holy instant with me and my brother, of course, and my brother is also my sister, my brother is anyone and everyone. Um, so I just wanted to share that. Thanks. I'm complete. This one and everyone. Thank you, Ida. That was uh, great. Thank you, Ida. Ida, this is Jessica. I love the way you said we share this oneness two by two. It made me think of the uh, Noah's Ark and and the truth of the connection that we need to share love and relationship. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet. Thank you, Jessica. Just wondering. Couldn't hear. Anyone speaking? It's Mindy, and I don't have the ability right now to go back to do cross referencing. But I'm just wondering if anybody noticed how there was an emphasis on peace in the text, and that we are—that's our only function. And of course, how it relates to you know the only thing I want is truth, and the truth will bring me to peace. It relates to the work workbook lesson. I just think that's so heartening. <laughs> it's like. This knew what he was doing when he put this course together. But anyway, um, I just would like, if anyone else would like to, I'd like to invite anyone to make a comment about the correlation between the text and the lesson today if they see it. Because I sure would like to hear your take on it. I'm complete. Well, thank you, Mindy. Yeah, thank you, Mindy. Holy relationship. Mm. Right. Hi, everybody. It's Jude. Um, there's so much in this. These two little and the um, you know, starting with the uh, freedom, freedom of the body of the mind, and you know that if you really in, investigate and explore who we are as a mind, a mind, an idea in the mind of God. I mean, there's such expansiveness and, and magnitude in, in the awareness of the capacity of the mind. And um, I just love that, um, that line in the text where it talks about our mind being 
the most fabulous of God's creations that we are a part of his mind. And um, seeing how we're so intimately, closely connected that there's nothing in between us that we would not use the perception of a body to deter us from our intimacy of, uh, of the oneness that every thought we, we hold in our minds is with and for each other. A loving thought. Only loving thoughts are true. And the connectedness of um, the oneness and the intimacy of that. And, Lord, I love your, your practical application for this. Whatever disturbs my peace is disturbing. I just, that one par- paragraph where, um, did I lose my place? Um, that, um, we are the light that's far brighter than the sun that lights the sky we see. That's the light of which we are a part. That is the light that that projects everything we see. Projects everything we see. That is how powerful the light of God is within us. And um, that... I think I'm on the wrong page. No, I'm not. <laughs> There's so much in this. But, um, Lori, that, that line that you mentioned, that our minds are, are only working in when we're in service to God's mind. Unless I'm aware of my, the, the, the totality of my reality, then I'm on disconnect. You know, I'm, I'm in my itty-bitty committee in my, in my brain. And I've lost the awareness, the totality of my reality. So can we do can we do both at the same time? Can we integrate the the largesse of our one mindedness with God in our daily reality? I think so. I think so. This is what He's telling us we can do here. This peace and this limitless release from from judgment, from condemnation that. Anything anybody does is all right with me. It's all right with me. It's perfect, and there's nothing wrong with any of it. That I can sit in peace, including myself. So the um, that limitless release is, is really a powerful um, idea that's a part of my my problem-solving ret ret um, ret. Retinue, is that the word? <laughs> Anyways, that uh, limitless release and limitless joy is who and what I am. Perfect happiness. This is God's will. I am God's will. And unless I rec- recognize myself as, as God's will, then, you know, I'm somewhere else. I'm out of touch. And that's the truth and the whole truth. And there's nothing but the truth that's true. So help me, God. And you know he he um, he. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm trying to read and, and talk and think at the same time. It's not working. So I'm going to be still. But this is really a great section. And I'm just glad you guys are here to share it with me. That's all, folks. Thank you, Judy. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Hi, this is Patricia. I had an interesting revelation this week where I speak from the eternal, you know, uh, mother of love when I do this practice I'm talking about now. And I have a rocking chair. And I'm lucky because I have several rocking chairs kind of outside uh, and I have uh, a couple inside. So wherever I am and I want to, I become the voice speaking to the ego and I tell her, go get in the chair. And I put this image, this child in one of, in the rocking chair. And I tell her, just lay back and rock for a while, honey. I'm, and we address whatever the um, storyline is at the moment. And um, the first thing I remind her is to lay back and rock and listen to me. Because um, that's all her job is, is to listen to me. And uh, she's rocking and all agitated and kicking her little feet and all that like, you know, but something has to be done kind of energy. And uh, still rocking and I'm telling her, this is your job. You just rock there and listen to me. And now remember this, Patricia. You have no idea nor ever will you ever have any idea what love is that is not your job that's my job i am the love you listen girl you just sit back and you listen because it comes from me and it's not your job honey and she starts to smile And the kicking of the feet starts to be like a little bit of a giggle and a relief. And then there's a playful side of this ego that comes out so relieved not to have that job anymore. And remembering and being reminded. And and we laugh together saying, yes, and that's the thing. I need to keep reminding you. Thank goodness you have rocking chairs around. Put me there and remind me. And then here's the revelation. Because I admit I've been doing this for about four years now, uh, very steadily. Um, I have a great relationship with this ego. But the revelation this week was this. We were doing this, and she's in the chair rocking, and right away knows, okay, remind me, remind me, Mama. Mama love, eternal love, voice, voice always here, remind me. It's not my job to figure anything out. And so she's rocking and I'm reminding her. And then all of a sudden, you guys, this is really true. She's animated, you know, because I've been doing this so long. She jumps up and says, oh, my goodness, love, dear love, mother love, guess what? I'm not the only one that's not meant to love you or be the one that knows love. I'm not the only one that's just here to listen. The world was never made to love. It doesn't have a clue. And we were both like looking out into whatever that word meant. All the big giant 
stories of the world. And we were just dancing in this. That world no longer has the job to love us. That's the same way you were telling me, Mother Love. And so this ego of the persona, suddenly it expanded out to the freedom to no longer expect the world to know what only God knows. And just to watch it listening. It's such a huge, beautiful expansion of the, the ability of really, really being one, two, with the voice of love and witnessing the innocence of the ego and all of life. Thank you. Oh, Patricia, if that doesn't just encapsulate the last two paragraphs of what is sin. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Patricia. I love that, Patricia. Thank you so much. Thank you, Patricia. Oh, you just remind me of um, something in the text where it says, bring the kingdom of heaven to the kingdom of heaven. And I was thinking about, you know, giving blessings to people who are irritable and discontent, which you know, encompass a lot of people in this world and um, blessing them with the love of God so that I know that it's theirs and it's mine. And and how that, um, like when you're driving and people beep or they're tailgating and, you know, they they get angry and just in their big hurry to go do or be someplace else. And, um, you know, the, how the... Um, practical application like Lori expressed can work all throughout every single day if we're mindful of it. Thank you, Patricia. Good examples. Thank you, Judy. Yes, thank you, Judy. So Patricia will add a little tickle at the end of the story where where we sat with this child in me, the ego, and said, now, what kind of a metaphor are we going to give the world that no longer is required to uh, to be the love, but it's to be loving it? So what are we going to do? Because what kind of rocking chair can we put this planet in? mother love you know it's sort of like and then i saw the picture of gravity nowadays where we know it's this fabric like a big sheet out there that then this giant heavy ball sinks and makes the sheet sink where the ball sets in the middle of it and that that's a field of gravity and so we both agreed that that giant a sheet of gravity of time and space is the rocking chair for the earth. Gravity rocking her. So she can lay back and know she's just there to receive the love. 
Thank you. We all have rocking chairs now. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Name. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. Uh, this is Micah. The uh, uh, the parts where I put a little marks were um, about unity, and, and like uh, in paragraph sixty-two. So I'll just highlight those little passages. Um, you know, attack it is impossible. This is so because the universe is one. And then in paragraph sixty-three. Because you are not different, you cannot attack. And that that idea of that we're not different, uh, you know, Jesus says if you see your brother as a body, you've created a condition in which uniting with him is impossible. Because these eyes, these eyes made not to see, do not see, they see differences. And um, but this spiritual sight sees this sameness. And that sameness is the very heart of unity. Like when I had that one experience where the awareness moved into um, spiritual sight and saw that that the other person was the same as myself, the the instant that was perceived, there was instantly a joining into a unity because what's the same, there's nothing to keep separate or apart. And then that unity just uh, looked all around, and wherever it looked, it just extended into this unity, seeing the sameness in everything. Um, see, also that the, the great part in 65 about unity, the light that joins you shines throughout the universe. And because it joins, it joins you, so it makes you one with your Creator, and in Him is all creation joined. And when I uh, go into uh, when I, that's what I love about the holy relationship, because when that the awareness lifts out of body identification. It's kind of a dual awareness, a divided attention. You know, part of the awareness is, you know, in time space, looking at the body, and and then the body as as the, uh, and then the other part is looking at the formless, the more of the spacious self of mind and shared consciousness and shared identity. And as that gets stronger, the body becomes more new, more and more neutral, like in the background, more and more, and like a secondary thing. Like Jesus says, it's like a shadow circling around the good. And um, let's see, um, not sure where I was going there, but um, but this part here too. Oh, I was going to say that the, the holy relationship is this astounding portal, you know, in, into this that unity that has no end. So he he highlights that here. You know, you are one with your Creator. Like when I when I feel this shared consciousness, I realize it holds Jesus. It holds whoever comes into my thought. You know, they are there and. Um, 
and but it, it can it, it feels boundless, like it holds the whole sonship. It feels, and it's and it like like he says here, the, all of creation joined. You know, there's no end to it. This unity, and um, but, and then the other part where I got a nice little tickle was in uh, that same paragraph where he says, do not attempt to keep a little of the ego with this gift. And when that was read, I could feel what it means to be the ego sitting here. You know, uh, Mayor Baba, my favorite definition of the ego is it's a feeling of being somebody in particular. And I always, I love that because it always became experiential so fast. Like it's the feeling of being somebody in particular. Well, that's easy, you know, to see right away. So, um, so then do not attempt to keep a little of the ego with this gift of the holy relationship in contrast with, you know, right here, this uh, vast shared consciousness, you know, is here of mind and, uh, and it's a choice whether something wants to look in that direction or stay body identified. And in the, in, uh, the dream of sleep. And, um, and then it ties in with there is no sin because in that changeless reality, there, there's just no sin at all. It's just shared consciousness and pure being and intelligence. Anyway... Um, that I'm done. Thanks. That's beautiful pointing, Micah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Micah. Yes, it is. Um, this is Ida. I've got to realize that just because somebody says or does something or doesn't say something or do something, and I get upset around it doesn't mean that they did or didn't do or said or didn't say something wrong, that they made, you know, that they sinned or whatever. It means that I need to look at myself and find the love and forgiveness again. Thanks, I'm complete. <laughs> hmm. Thank you, Ida. Find love and forgiveness again. <laughs> That's just a great summary. And um, it's about time we end this recording, but there are several we haven't heard from yet today. Uh, so I'd love to keep talking about the gift of forgiveness this morning, and we'll stay on the call after we end the recording uh, so we can hear more from each other about practical forgiveness. For now, I think, um, Micah, you pointed me to a great closing this morning for which I'm grateful. It's in chapter 25 titled, The Remedy. The Remedy. Paragraph 43 in that chapter says, The grace of God rests gently on forgiving eyes. And everything they look on speaks of capital him to the beholder. He can see no evil. 
nothing in the world to fear and no one who is different from himself and as he loves them so he looks upon himself with love and gentleness he would no more condemn himself for his mistakes than damn another he is not an arbiter of vengeance nor a punisher of sin the kindness of his sight rests on himself with all the tenderness it offers others for he would only heal and only bless and being in accord with what God wills he has the power to heal and bless all those he looks on with the grace of God upon his sight amen thank you everyone it's a beautiful call this morning I so appreciate you all joining yes. and sharing how the love of God is man manifests for us so, yeah thanks Ida thank you Lori that was a beautiful closing thank you thanks for always being here oh thank you Fran it's so sweet always being here <laughs> we're a mutual admiration society we are huh? totally oh my gosh isn't that the, that's the truth part of the truth <laughs> yes it is thank you sweetie and thank, thank you everyone you.